Second Timothy chapter four. In verse number one and verse number two, I think as far as we'll try and go tonight, there's a whole lot packed in here. <clears throat> if you found your place, say amen. 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 All right, the Bible says the uh, second Timothy chapter four, verse number one, verse number two. Thou says, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. The Bible said, preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Boy, are those not some words tonight that we don't like to hear. Amen. Or some folks don't like to hear. But we'll get there here in just a minute. But in our last studies here tonight in the Word of God, uh, we've been looking tonight, thank you, we've been looking tonight at how Paul was telling young Timothy tonight uh, to continue in the things that he learned. Then we've also been talking in our previous studies tonight about the precious Word of God. If you'll remember that tonight. And friends, just like Paul was telling young Timothy to continue in his day and in his time, what we need to do in our day as well tonight is that we need to continue. Now I know tonight that the government does not look good. I know tonight that the world does not look good. But I'm telling you tonight, if we use our spiritual eye, then the world is looking pretty good for the child of God because we're going to leave this place one of these days. But the days in which young Timothy was to continue in tonight was a time, you've got to understand, as uh, Brother Bill, I think, was saying last week, it's a time in which Nero was persecuting the church Lord Jesus Christ. It was a time in which people would be beheaded for preaching the gospel of Christ uh, that you and I believe. So that takes a whole new meaning tonight to what Paul was telling young Timothy here. He's telling him to continue no matter what the cause. He's telling him to continue no matter what might happen to you. He says there's folks that need to be saved and you've got to keep your focus on the cross. I'm telling you tonight, if we keep our focus on the cross, we'd be a whole lot better off tonight. Amen. Shut off the iPads and the cell phones and the news and let's keep our eyes on Christ. Amen. So if young Timothy tonight could continue on in his day, do you not think you and I tonight can continue on in our day? I mean, friend, you and I are not being beheaded right now for preaching the gospel of Christ. You and I can come in freely right now. We'll see what happens later times. But right now, we can come to the house of God and we can worship God. So don't you think that we can continue tonight? But we're not facing persecution like they did in their day. But a lot of what we face in our day, I'm just going to be honest with you, so we face laziness and we face things tonight. Things get in our way. What I mean tonight is that a lot of times we don't want to put the effort in for God. There's a lot of places. I've never seen a place hardly like this. And I, I am going to exhort the church for a second. You know, it's amazing. Most of the crowd that's here on Sundays here on Wednesday. That's a blessing tonight. That's great. Amen. So we need to keep that up. But anyhow, tonight, friend, there's a lot of folks who give up effort on Wednesday night. There's a lot of folks who give up effort uh, when they hit the alarm clock on Sunday morning. But we give up effort when we hit the alarm clock on Monday morning. Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning, yeah. Thursday morning, 
Friday morning, Saturday morning. There's six more days other than Sunday morning. So a lot of the older saying, now uh, let me uh, back up here. So Paul wanted young Timothy tonight to continue in the faith tonight. And Paul here in the Word of God tonight, he is looking at death. We have come to Paul's final words tonight in the Word of God. As we deal with chapter 4, Paul is about to be beheaded and he's about to meet Christ. So here tonight, we see that Paul is about to die. And I'm going to say this, a lot of the older saints of God tonight have went on to be with Christ. So what does that mean tonight? Well, here we see tonight that young Timothy had survived. Paul's about to die and he was surviving for such a time as this. You know, I think that's over in the book of Esther, such a time as this. But friend, that's exactly tonight what God has left you and I to do is to continue in the things of God. Friend, you and I tonight, we need to keep going for the cause of Christ. Some of the older saints of God have passed away. So that leaves you and I here tonight to continue. I don't care who the president is. Don't care what's going on in the world. We've got to stick with the Word of God. We've got to stick with the stuff. So, young Timothy had survived for that time. So that on our minds, let's review. We'll get started tonight. In our last study, and knowing tonight that young Timothy was to continue, uh, we know that he was to continue in the Word of God. And we know that we're to do the same thing in our day, and we know that we can continue in God's Word. Well, why do we know that? Well, the Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, in verse 16, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Now you and I tonight can continue in this Word we have in our hands tonight because we have the Word of God. We do not have man's Word tonight. We have the perfect, infallible, inerrant, the correct Word of God. We're to continue in this thing tonight. We're not to lay it up on a shelf tonight. We're not to let it collect us. We are to continue in the Bible. Amen. God's Word is still right. God's Word is still correct. Now this world tonight wants you to pick up another so-called Bible. They want you to do that. They want you to take away the pulpit. They want you to make a stage. And they want you to have a rock concert. Friend, we didn't come here tonight to have a concert. We didn't come to remove the pulpit. And we definitely didn't come to remove the Word. Amen. So the world wants you to pick up another perversion of the Bible. But God wants us tonight as children of God to continue in the things that we have learned. And not only does He want us to continue what we learn, He wants us to learn even more. Amen. But friend, a lot of people have went left field in our day and in our time. So we read here in verse 16 and we saw why we could continue because we have the precious Word of God. Then we read verse 17, the Bible said, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Now let me ask you a question. If the Word of God was good enough for the man of God, then don't you think the Word of God is good for each and every one of us? It's not just for the preacher. It's not just for the deacon. It's for every person. Hey, it's for all of us. I can't preach to everybody. It's for all of us sitting on a church pew tonight. For me, myself included tonight, we're to read it and take it and continue in it. Now, it ought to be each and every one of our hearts desire to please God tonight. How are we going to do that? Continue tonight 
Young Timothy was to continue. Now let's read here chapter 4, verse number 1. Paul said, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom. Don't let that word kingdom trip you up tonight. So it's you and I tonight. As you and I continue on in Paul's letter to young Timothy tonight, we see that Paul, as I said a minute ago, is getting closer and closer and closer to death as he writes these words. And as we read this final chapter of the book of 2 Timothy, as you and I are about to close out what is called the pastoral epistles tonight, it's good to keep in mind that Paul is facing that shadow of death the whole time that he's writing these words. Now he is in a deep, a deep, dark jail cell tonight. It's dreary. Amen. There's no light. I wouldn't imagine tonight. Maybe there's candlelight and everything in the jail they've said runs downhill. You, I mean, you use your imagination there, but he's in a jail cell tonight. He's facing death for preaching the gospel of Christ. Now what I'm getting at tonight is this man is at his death in his life. So what's the importance of that tonight? Well, it's been said that man's greatest words or man's words that mean the most tonight is right when he's at the point of death. So this is important tonight for us to listen to. So friend, if you'll remember sometime back in our studies tonight, uh, you remember that Paul told Timothy to be a soldier of Christ. You and I are to be soldiers of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're not to fight with our fists and our hands. We've got a sword tonight. And we've got prayer tonight. So him being a soldier tonight, Paul is giving young Timothy a charge here in the Word of God. Now this is no ordinary charge tonight. But friend, look at this. Young Timothy was in a spiritual battle. We're in a spiritual battle. And in our time, we're going to have to fight the fight tonight of faith. But friend, we don't have just a little responsibility. We don't. Now, I'm not preaching words for salvation, but I'm telling you, friend, we've got to do some things for Christ. Now listen, we've got a responsibility tonight. So with that on our minds, let's look where the Bible says, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now this charge tonight, as I said a moment ago, was not just some little charge tonight. Wasn't just some little thing that you go and do tonight. This charge was not before men tonight. This charge was before God and the Lord Jesus Christ. So this charge here is a heavenly charge tonight. And so this is a charge that's more important tonight than any charge the president could ever have. This charge is more important tonight than any charge that any king could ever have tonight. So friend, this word charge tonight means to set to as a debt. It also means tonight to lay on, give, or communicate as an order or command. So uh, I could take this over the plate and I could lay it on Brother Shane tonight. And I'd be laying that on him. So Paul tonight is giving young Timothy this charge and he's laying it on him. Now wow, Paul is here giving young Timothy a command. If you will, he's charging him before the Almighty God. He's charging him before Jesus Christ. So we see the word charge tonight, then we see the word before. Well, let's, what does that mean tonight? The word before means right before someone's very eye. I got to thinking about that. He is charging young Timothy in the sight of God and in the sight of Christ. 
This is a heavenly charge. I guess you could say young Timothy's getting sworn into the courtroom of God tonight. Or something like that. He's being notified that this occasion was being watched in heaven. Wow. Friend, not only was he given this charge, the Bible said this as well. Look what the Bible says, who shall judge the quick and the dead. Wow, friend, Paul wanted young Timothy to know tonight that he has been given this charge in the sight of God and Jesus Christ. He's wanting to know that God will one day judge him for how he handled God's charge. This is important tonight. I'd hate to stand in front of God tonight one day and hear him say, you did not handle the charge that I've given you. Let's break it down like this. A church, Lord Jesus Christ, God has given a charge. God has given a command to the church even in 2021. Has He not? What's the command tonight? Well, it's this. We get the gospel to every creature. Amen. To every country. That's the charge of the church. Why do you think folks send missionaries to the Philippines? Because they're doing the great commandment. Doing the great commission, I mean. What's the great commission? Getting the gospel out. Well, so that's why tonight we need to support as many missionaries as the bank will let us. Amen. Amen. Because we get more folks saved and then guess what? Well, guess what? In heaven, somebody comes up to you from the Philippines and they say, hey, I just want to thank you. I'm here because you sent a missionary. Amen. Amen. Somebody comes up to you from a jailhouse. Amen. Who, who, who got saved by the Rock, uh, Rock of Ages prison minister. And they said, hey, there's all the folks living after you back in this church. They said, you know what? I just want to thank you. Because you sent money to Brother Rick Hurley. I heard Rick Hurley preach. God saved me. And now I'm here with you. Amen. What a blessing that is tonight. That is the great commission. God has charged that to us. So that is us doing our part tonight in the great commission of Christ. Now that's our charge tonight in the sight of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. That has been laid to account. And there's lots of folks and lots of churches in our day that are failing at sending any missionaries out. Uh, I'm not going to get into denominations tonight, but we're to be a, uh, uh, also this tonight. I want to say this. So our job is to get the gospel out as a church. Our job is to get the gospel out individually. Amen. Nobody likes this. Out the workplace. I cannot go to your workplace. But you can. What can you do at the workplace? Well, you can tell folks about Christ. Can't you? Amen. Well, how do we do that? Well, we're to be an open Bible everywhere that we go tonight. One day we'll be judged by God for how well we lived the Great Commission. Amen. So we see that Paul charging young Timothy here before God in Christ. We see that he and we tonight are going to be judged. But now let's look at what he's to keep in mind here as well. Look where the Bible says in his appearing and his kingdom. Now, you don't have to agree with me here. I'm not dogmatic on this. I'm going to tell you uh, the way I think the Bible is speaking here. Now, young Timothy was to keep his charge tonight. And he was to keep in mind that Christ was coming back one of these days. Now, this word appearing here means to shine forth. It means to appear or to become visible. And one of these days, friend, Christ is coming back. We know that for sure tonight. One of these days as well. Each and every one of us tonight will be judged by this righteous judge who is God, who is Christ. 
and uh, will be judged for the words we've done in Jesus' name. Now that's if you're saved. Amen. Now listen to this. It will determine whether we get rewards to lay at Jesus' feet or not. Amen. I want to have something to lay at Christ's feet, don't you? Amen. I do. But if you die lost tonight, hear me well. If you're lost tonight, if you stay that way and you die lost tonight, there's a great white throne of judgment tonight. If you're saved, you'll go to the judgment seat of Christ. Now that seat's where you'll get rewards tonight to lay at the Savior's feet. Alright, so one of these days, Christ is coming back, and all that are saved will live with Christ forever in heaven, but we need to live like He's coming back right now. He's telling young Timothy to continue... He's telling you, Timothy, to follow this charge tonight. And that's exactly what you and I need to do tonight. One day Christ is coming back. We need to live for Him like He's coming back tonight. And there are still yet lost folks that need to be saved. So let me tell you this tonight. We've been given a charge to get the Gospel out. So we need to live like Christ is coming back right now. And we need to do that every day. Now if we do that, truly, if we keep it on our minds tonight... We're going to point some people to Christ. Our problem is, we get it off our minds, we slip, and we might even blow up and get mad. Well, that's not going to point anybody to Christ. We've got to be careful. I've got to be careful. But friend, young Timmy was to keep in mind the Lord's appearing. He was to serve God as if God was coming back right now. That's what we're to do. He was to keep in mind the Lord's appearing. He was to keep in mind the Lord's kingdom. Now, I believe tonight the kingdom in which young Timothy here was to keep in mind was the millennial kingdom and would be set up in the reign of Christ. I believe that's the kingdom he's talking about here. I'm not going to fuss and argue. That's what I believe. You don't have to believe that. Now, I'm not going to go into detail about that, but the thrust of what Paul is wanting young Timothy to know was that he's here wanting him to know that he'd been charged before God. He's wanting to know that he'd been called to do a job. He was to keep on doing that job tonight for the glory of God. That's what you and I are to do. Now let's read verse 2 and we'll try to go to the house. This is a weird, weird place to close, but it's all i got time for. Now look at the charge. Preach the Word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all suffering and doctrine. So, look first where the Bible says, preach the Word. Well, in young Timothy's charge tonight, the first thing he was to do is he was to preach. And that's what God wanted him to do. That word preach tonight means this. It means to proclaim. That's what I do Sunday morning, Wednesday night. Proclaim what the Word of God said. It means to publish in religious discourses. And Mr. West, Mr. Webster also says this. I believe Mr. Webster was saved. He says this. He says it means to preach Christ or Christ crucified. To announce Christ as the only Savior and His atonement as the only ground of acceptance with God. So friend, what young Timothy was to do tonight, he was to herald the Word of God. He was to rear back and preach like it's nobody's business tonight. And friend, he was to preach it tonight. And that call tonight not only went out to young Timothy, that call goes out to each and every one of us here tonight. Now, how in the world? So not only was he just to preach, he was to call for obedience by the people what he preached. Well, that's not popular, is it? Listen, that's what God wants to do with men of God in our day. God's idea of preaching tonight is that He wants the man of God to preach God's truths 
And he wants us as people to obey those truths. Now, you can preach. I can preach. I'm blue in the face. And you might not get help, amen, if you don't obey God's Word. It's kind of like this preacher. One time he's preaching, and there's a guy, as he's preaching, he'd come in and steal the coats off the coat rack. And the preacher said, hey, somebody steal your coats. Everybody just looked at him. One man folded his arm like this. The other one just looking at the ceiling. And he said, hey, somebody steal your coats. But at the end of the service, everybody got up. It was cold outside. Their coats were gone. They said, Preacher, where did our coats go? He said, I've been telling you for 20 minutes somebody's stealing your coat. Hey, I'm telling you, we got to not only just look around when preaching's happening, we got to be obedient. Not, and I, I'm not saying be obedient to me tonight. That's not getting that. So people don't get the wrong idea tonight. It's not obeying the man of God. It's obeying the Word of God when the man of God is preaching the Word of God. So young Timothy's been charged tonight with the preaching of the Word of God. And he was to preach that Word no matter what people thought tonight. He was to preach that Word tonight no matter if somebody looked at him like he's crazy. He was to preach the Word tonight whether it made people laugh. He was to preach the Word tonight whether people were falling asleep or not. Amen. He was to preach be instant in season, out of season. So whether you know it or not, we're to do the same thing. You're preaching something every day that you live. You ever notice there uh, on a grave, on a tombstone, there's a little line in between two days, the day you were born and the day you died. In between that line is your sermon that you live every day of your life. Amen. We're preaching something every day. So somebody somewhere tonight is watching you. They're watching where you come to church. They're watching how you live your life. Amen. So we're all little preachers, I guess you will, tonight. Some of us live the gospel, preach it behind the pulpit. Some people hear the gospel preached and then live what they hear. That's what God is getting at. So the preachers preach, uh, live what he preaches as well. Amen. But at any rate, what each and every one of us are to do tonight is to spread Christ. Show Christ in your heart. In your life. So young Timothy has been charged with a charge. The man of God is rare back and preach. Then he has to do these other things. Well, what's that? He has to be instant in season and out of season. Well, that's not talking about cold weather and warm weather. Amen. Now, he was to preach whether it's cold or not. Now, Ecclesiastes, Solomon said to everything there's a season. To every time uh, and a time to every purpose under the heaven. Now, there's a time for everything. But right here in the Word of God... There ought to be time for preaching everywhere, every time. He said, be instant in season. Young Timothy wasn't awake until it was convenient for him to preach the gospel. He used to preach it at any time, any given time. He wasn't to worry about anything tonight, the stairs, the people. He was just to preach. So he was to be instant in season and out of season. He wasn't to worry about the times he was living in. He could be beheaded for preaching the gospel of Christ. There's been folks all throughout our history has been locked up and beat for preaching the gospel of Christ. And you know what they've done? They were instant, in season, out of season. And you look at, back at the history and the great awakening happened. But folks were being beaten for preaching the book. But the more they were beat, the more the church had grown. Great awakening happened. A revival sparked. Folks got saved. Hey, friend, we're still to be instant, in season, out of season. There's still yet a heaven to gain tonight. And still yet a hell to shun. Hey friend, we are living little sermons every day of our life. Preaching little sermons. All we need in our day are some people. 
like Paul wanted young Timothy to be. People who rear back show Christ in their lives. Let folks see God. All right, so what else was he to do? Well, look where the Bible says here, reprove. Now there's that word again. We looked at it last week, we'll look at it tonight. Now that word reprove, we're going to look at two words, the word reprove and rebuke. So these are the things that people didn't like then, and these are things people don't like now. You know, I've heard a lot of things going through through my time. One man told me he would not go to church. He said, that preacher pointed to me. What is I think that he's not going to pay attention to what he's saying. Uh, he said, well, he's talking about me. How's he know? We don't know. We don't know. We don't have a clue. Amen. But friend, these are things people don't like in our day. Well, that word rebuke tonight gives us the idea of bringing people under conviction of their sin. Well, people don't like that, so they'll hear, listen to old Smiley. Amen. They don't convict them of anything. But listen, the Word of God, there was a time... In which the scribes and Pharisees tried to embarrass and ensnare the Lord tonight. Amen. Listen, they brought to him a woman taken in adultery. What did Christ do? He wrote on the ground. He wrote on the ground again. And this is what he said. I believe it's over in Matthew, I think. He said, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. That's what he said. And you know what them old boys done? They slunk her down. And they said, man. They said, we've got sin in our life. Conviction is brought upon those men. Friend, there are a lot of people who don't like the fact that all are sinners tonight. We're all sinners tonight. Amen. There's saved sinners and lost sinners. And there ain't none none better than the other tonight. But what he has to do is he has to keep on preaching. Well, what that conviction done, that rebuke. So he had to preach on people's wrongs. And it's not that he was preaching on people's wrongs. I don't know who needs to hear this tonight. But it's not that he was preaching on those people's wrongs. But he's preaching the Word of God. The Word of God is in his preached and read tonight. It'll reveal to us the wrong in our life. Well, what's the point in that? Is so you can get right. Amen. And and I'm going to say this. You can't get right by, by trying to do right. The only way you can get right is by being saved in the blood of Jesus Christ. Hey, there's no work that we could ever do that make us right. See, that word rebuke there brings conviction when you're convicted of sin and action and that you're lost and that you need a Savior. And then it shows you that you're a sinner and need to be saved. Brings about conviction in your life. So here's young Timothy and I, and he is to keep preaching about sin. Rebuke. Reprove. So free unlisten to that. So he has to do that. But now let's look at this. The Bible says exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. That word exhort uh, means that not only was he to rebuke, he was to encourage. There's times when he encouraged them in the Word of God. There's times that, uh, hey, you, you know what? I heard a man say this. He said, if you shear the sheep too much, they'll need to go somewhere down. We've got to be encouraged sometimes, don't we? Sometimes we need to be sheared and sometimes we need to be, I don't know, groomed, I guess. <laughs> Amen. But listen, he's to bring about conviction. He is to exhort the brethren and he is to exhort the church where he's preaching at. And he was to do all that while being long suffering tonight. He was to be patient tonight. He was to preach and be patient with people. Wow. That's missing a lot in our day. Be patient with people. But friend, we're to help one another when we're wrong. We are. We're to lift one another up. 
help one another. We're to be patient with one another. And then we're to stick with the stuff tonight. He said, doctrine. Stay with the doctrine tonight. So, friend, that long-sufferingness tonight is love that suffers long and is kind tonight. It's the way that you and I are to be. But we should still not compromise the truth of God's Word. What young Timothy was to be is that he is to be long-suffering. But he was in no way to compromise the doctrine of the book tonight. And if you use some other doctrine tonight, I've, I've seen people do this. If you use some other doctrine to try and get somebody to Christ or you lie to them, you've done wrong. You've still got to stick to the stuff. You can do it in a nice way, not a mean way. The Bible said this. Well, let me, let me just say this. The Bible said this in John 10, 7 and 9. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I'm the door of the sheep. I'm going to tell you the truth tonight. There's one door. There's one door to get you to heaven tonight. Christ said, Verily, I say unto you, I am the door. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. The Bible said, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. What was young Timothy to do tonight? He was given a charge by God and by Christ. By the Mount Paul. You, let's uh, use a courtroom setting, I guess. Here's Paul. And here's God and Christ. He's overlooking. They're overlooking what Paul is telling young Timothy. He said, young Timothy, you're a priest of the Why? Most of all, so souls would be saved by the door. Who's the door? The door is Christ. He's the only way that you'll ever get in. He's the only way tonight. Young Timothy was to preach so that people would respond. He was to preach so people would respond. That word exhort also means that. Preach and then lay on hearts so people respond. So with that being said tonight, let's all stand. Head bowed and eyes closed. I'm going to close there as far as we're going to get tonight. A little different. He was charged here. Young Timothy was to preach and he was to exhort so that people might come. He was to encourage people from a backslidden state to get right. He was to encourage lost people to get saved, to come. And friend, I just want to ask you tonight, I don't know your heart. I have no idea of your heart. But I'm pleading with you tonight. If you need to come to this altar, why don't you use it tonight? Are you here tonight and you say, Preacher, well, I've backslid on God tonight. And I'm not where I need to be with Him. You say, Preacher, that's where I'm at tonight. Why don't you come and make it right tonight? Hey, I'm telling you tonight, friend, that's what the prodigal son done. God cleaned him up. Amen. Fed him. Maybe you need to get right tonight. Young Timothy was to live as, as if the Lord could come back at any time. That's the way we're to live as well. But if Jesus Christ would come back right now, would He be pleased with your life? Say, Preacher, there's sin in my life. Would you make it right tonight? Hey, would you, would you do that tonight? Maybe you're here tonight and you say, Preacher, I'm about to quit. I want to exhort you. See here, we're to continue. We ain't to stop. We ain't to lay down. Maybe you're here tonight and you just need something from God. Maybe you need to pray for the lost. Maybe you want to pray for the lost tonight. 
why don't you come? Maybe you're here tonight and you want to thank Him for all He's done for you. Why don't you come tonight? Hey, whatever your need might be tonight, would you come tonight? He was to exhort so that people would hear. So that people would come. Hey, would you come tonight? Lost person, what about you? Has God, by the preaching of His Word tonight, shown you that you're lost? If He has, if you say, Preacher, I'm lost. Say, Preacher, if I died right now, I'd go to hell. Why don't you come make heaven your home tonight? Hey, I tell you, it'd be the best thing you've ever done. Would you come to this altar? Would you come and get saved tonight? Would you make your way? Hey, grab somebody by the hand. Bring them with you. Would you get saved tonight? Preacher, I want to make heaven my home tonight. Why don't you do that? There's only one thing between you and God right now. It's sin. Sin. He's the only one that can wash it away. You want to go to heaven tonight if you do. Why don't you come get saved? Maybe you're here tonight and you're lost. You can't move. Preacher, I can't move. You're lost tonight. Say, Preacher, please continue to pray for me. Would you slip your hand up? Preacher, pray for me. I'm lost. Continue to pray for me. Bless that hand. Will there be another hand anywhere tonight? Preacher, I'm lost. Pray for me. Be another hand. Or seeing those hands. Is God telling you tonight you need to move? Would you come? Would you come? Invite it all. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Lord, most kind, gracious, loving Heavenly Father, we thank you, God.